half glance, there was a there was a guy there who was staggering along, appeared to be appeared to be pretty well drunk. Uh, and my wife said to me, "Oh, I guess that's one of your guys." <laughs> and so I looked a bit more, and I said, "Hey, Glenn, what are you doing down this way?" <laughs> it was one of my guys. And uh, I loved everything we do. And some of you used to be a part of that with us. Uh, loved that involvement and meeting people right at the point of their need. For several years, we'd get school buses and bring out two or three school buses of these homeless people from the city on Thanksgiving. And uh, we would bring them out and we would give them a full Thanksgiving meal. And then we had clothes available. They could get a change of clothes and new clothes if they wanted we got, um, we got the cable company to run uh, the cable in so the guys could watch the football games on Thanksgiving. And for anybody who wasn't interesting, we showed a movie for anybody else somewhere else, somebody who wanted to do that. And, and then basically we did dessert. We packed them up because we always had more food than we needed and took them back to the city. But on the way out here from the city, it was interesting. Because the bus would start off on 9th Street, and the, a bus would be you know, stirring activity, guys talking to each other. They were looking forward to their Thanksgiving stuff. But as we came onto the island, the bus would get quieter. And I get asked questions like, where are we going? Are there sheep out here? Because to them, who lived in the city, coming out here was like coming out to the country. But they didn't fully know where they were going, and some of them were very, very nervous indeed. And I don't blame them. You've got to know where you're going. And one of the things we want to make sure of starting this year is for everybody in our church family. We, we want to make sure you know where we, you're going. And I laid out the big picture last week. I see one of them now on a regular Sunday is kind of uh, really very clearly visible because we did put in um, for last Sunday permanently 40 extra chairs. And looking around today... And I said, you know, we anticipate continuing to grow. You know why? Because I met a couple of people already today who said they're here for the first time. So how'd you find out about us? And a friend told them, somebody who's here already. And, it, you know, if you keep talking about the church that means a lot to you, others are going to keep coming. So I did say that what obviously will happen this year is at some point it will be necessary to go back to two services like we had a few years ago before COVID hit. So that's part of where we're heading. And I know it's complicated. And as I mentioned last week, please don't say to me, oh, you, you don't get to know everybody that way. And it's like, do all of you know everybody sitting over there? <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be real. Let's be real. We don't know everybody already. But it's a good sign. I'll tell you why. Because we, we want to make space to accommodate People who want to know God better continually. And, and that's our mission. That's what we're doing. And that's what we're going to keep at. 
I said last week, when we were talking about what's next, I said, basically, I'm going to categorize it in two things. 2024 for us needs to be a year of going deeper and reaching further, strengthening our faith, increasing our outreach, connection with others. Those two things. And what I want to do today, just continuing the theme of what's next, is I want to, I want to dive into the first aspect of going deeper. And as I mentioned last week, what we're going to be doing is this. Next Sunday, we will be starting a seven-week teaching series, which is called Transformed. And what we'll be doing is preaching along different themes of that from next Sunday. There is a workbook that goes with that series. Sorry, you got something stuck to it. We've, we've, there's a workbook we've got that is available today again, and this book has got daily readings right through those seven weeks, a reading, short reading for each day on the theme of the week. It's also got space for you to journal if you're a journaling kind of person, and it's also got some conversation starters for small groups, and what we will be doing also is that during the week, Sunday sets up the theme, during the week, we are going to offer some video teaching followed by small group conversations. The video teaching is going to be done by the man who for a long time has been known as America's pastor, that is Rick Warren, and the man I have the highest regard for. And he will be, he will be doing some teaching midweek by video and we will be offering that on Zoom at, on Monday nights at 7.30. We'll send out the link to everyone who wants to get on. We will be doing that in person here on Tuesday mornings at 10.30. And we will be doing it in person here on Wednesday evenings at 7.30. We want to give you three options because we all got different schedules. And we want you to be able to plug in wherever you can. And you know what? It might vary from one week to the next. So whichever way, I just want to say a word to those who are watching us on our live stream today and say to you, if you would like to join us, we'd love to have you join us. And uh, we'd love to have you come and join our Zoom meeting. I know folks watch from all over this country and other countries, and we'd love to have you join us. And uh, if you will just shoot me a note and say, please send me the Zoom link, Okay, roger at genesisli.com. Roger at genesisli.com. We'd love to have you. We already have a couple of folks uh, in previous series from our online congregation join us. And wherever you are in the country, we'd love to have you join with us on Monday nights on Zoom at 7.30. So that's the way that Transformed is going to go. So why are we doing that? Okay, let's go to this morning's teaching. Why, why are we going to transform? Well, because going deeper is part of what we want to be about, strengthening our faith, getting to know God better this year. The key word for this transformed series is, uh, the key verse is Romans 12 and verse 2, which says this, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing 
of your mind. Our lives are going to go in one of two directions this year. They will not stand still. Either we will be pressed more into the pattern of this world, or we will be transformed more into the likeness of Jesus. And there's only two directions to go because we're going to be going someplace and, and really we're going to make the choice. Do I want to become more like this world is? Not a chance, you're saying, right? Or do I want to be transformed more into the likeness of Jesus? And that's why we're looking at this series. God didn't make you to be squeezed into the mold of this world. God made you to be you. God made you unique. Take a look at the person on your left. Now take a look at the person on your right and say, thank God he made me different. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, but he did. God made us all to be different. The problem is we, we start off as uniquely as this beautiful bundle of life, and we start off uniquely, then as we grow, you know, people tell us what's expected of us, what's required of us. We, we get the idea of what we've got to do to fit in and how we really need to be. And in the end, the way we end up is we end up a, a sad carbon copy of much of the world around us instead of letting Jesus develop the uniqueness that is us and that he intended. So during the next seven weeks, we're going to be looking at seven key areas of our lives and the changes you may need to make, want to make, and can make with God's help. So we're going to look at seven areas, spiritual health, physical health, mental health, emotional health, financial health, relational health, and even vocational health. Where are you going for the rest of your life? Now, for some reason, don't ask me why, and I, I watched some of the Jets-Patriots game last Sunday afternoon. And uh, Jets fans, I'm sorry, all right? I didn't do it, okay? I didn't do it. I mean, at least New England got, at least New England got the draft pick. They might have wanted, right? So, so... But I watched it for a little while, and I couldn't watch it anymore. Now, I know they're playing in a snowstorm, and it was a gale of wind, but it was like the Jets had the ball, three and punt. Then it, then it goes over the Patriots, three downs, punt. Back to the Jets, three downs and punts. And it's like, after I'd watched that for 20 minutes, it's like, this game's going nowhere. I'm done. If it was Christmas, I'd have even put on a... No, I wouldn't have put on a Hallmark movie. But, but, but it was, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like I am totally done. Because they were going nowhere. But the sad thing is, that's how a lot of people live their lives. Because unless you've got some clear goals, you're going to stay just going back and forth and around in circles where you are. And, and my prayer is that this series will help us all to think about where we want to be in each of these seven areas of our lives. Because here's the reality. You create your tomorrows today. You create your tomorrows today. Now, some of you may have just listened to what I said and thought, uh, what's this? Is this church or is it a Tony Robbins seminar in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> but what I'm talking about is biblical. 
It really is. Goal setting is biblical. Knowing where you're going. You find it right through the Bible with the main characters of the Bible. They were clear about their purpose and about their vision and about the goals that they had. In Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12, the Apostle Paul writes this. I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I have it made, but I'm well on my way reaching out for Christ who so wondrously reached out for me. Then listen to what he says here. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on that goal. We need goals that we are working towards, things that we are looking to achieve. What's next is a great question to be asking consistently. Because the thing is this, if we don't have goals, we're just making our way through and dealing with things and reacting to different things as they come, and we're coasting through life. We didn't have a lot when I was growing up, and uh, I was 11 years old before I had my first bicycle. See, that's deprivation, right? <laughs> but my parents couldn't afford much. I didn't have a bike till I was 11 years old, and when I was 11 years old, I was finally given my, older, my oldest brother's bike because he'd bought himself a motorbike now and didn't need his bicycle. So I finally got a bike. And after all these years of can I, can I, can I, can I have a bike? And I had my own bike. And uh, you know, now I didn't have to watch all the kids whizzing by on theirs. I came to realize it took me 11 years. Riding a bike can be hard. <laughs> took me a while to master staying on the thing. But it can be hard. And, and we didn't live in a very hilly area, but it didn't take much of an incline to make me think, whoa, this is hard. And I'd love it when I came to a place where I didn't have to pedal anymore. And I could just coast. Those were the good places to be. But I want to tell you this. There's only one place you coast when you're going downhill. And if you're coasting through life, you're going downhill. That's why goals are really important. Growing spiritually involves having goals for our spiritual lives. Where do I want to be? How do I want to be? What do I need for me? And we're going to start next week by focusing on that one particular topic, goals for our spiritual lives. Goal setting is biblical. Another thing I want to tell you this is, is, is goal setting is an act of faith. Because any one of us can say, well, thank God I am where I am. I am who I am. I am what I am. Yeah, thank God, because it is God's grace that brought us this far. Thank God for where I am, but to look to see somewhere we want to be down the road involves an act of faith. It means we might well be stretched. But I want to remind you all of this, 
God is pleased when we live by faith, when we demonstrate faith. Hebrews 11.6 says it real succinctly. It says this, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. In Romans 14, verse 23, it like takes it to another level. It says, everything that does not come from faith is sin. God wants us to be living in a way that we've got to demonstrate and we've got to speak faith. If I go through life without any goals, if I, I don't need to take any risks. I don't need to commit to anything. And you know, here's the thing. If I don't take any risks, I don't really need any faith. And most of us, we're wired to look for a life that is absolutely risk-free. Risk-free, danger-free, nothing can go wrong. That's the way we choose to live. But the problem is this. If I don't, if I don't approach my life and my future with faith, the fact is God is disappointed. And you know why? Because you're shutting him out. You don't need him. You don't need God when you're coasting downhill. You need God when you're facing an incline that you don't think you can possibly make. And you know why faith pleases God? It means you're trusting him. And you're involving him. And you're including him. Because Ephesians 3.20 tells us this. It says, Glory be to God, who by his mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we would even dare to ask or even dream of, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. So God says, what do you need my help with achieving? What goal have you got that you can't make by yourself? And I'm like, I got this. I'm good. God says, I can do more than you can dream of. I can infinitely beyond what anything you could want, anything you could think about, anything you could pray for. I've got all this I can do for you. It's like, no, I'm good. Goals are an act of faith. Just let this statement sink in. Let the size of your God determine the size of your goal. Let the size of your God determine the size of your goal. Is God capable of enabling you to go farther, to reach higher? Yes, he is. I love, I love the story of the opening of Disneyland in Anaheim. And uh, that Walt Disney, of course, who had the concept and oversaw so much of the design work, uh, Walt Disney died not long before it was actually opened. And some of you heard me tell this story. I love this story. And at the opening ceremony, one of the dignitaries leaned over to Disney's widow and said, what a pity Walt couldn't see this. And her reply was, if Walt hadn't seen this, you wouldn't even be sitting here. Let me, just, let me just say to you today, you're sitting in a dream right now. 
where we are and who we are today, at one point was a dream. There was nothing. There was nothing. And then a dream started developing. And I started sharing that dream with a few people. And they said, we're in it with you. Over the years, others have come by and others have taken up various areas and done, done different things. Said, yeah, this, your dream's our dream too. Let's, 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 let's just make this happen. But, but don't make any mistake, you know, this, this kind of crowded room here this morning, folks watching us online this morning, he, here's the thing. It started with a dream. The dream of a community that's just real and relevant. The dream of a church where the lost feel very welcome and are found. Where we always keep our sights on those who need Jesus. And will do it by any and all means possible. A church that helps the hurting and the lonely and supports others as they share the love of Jesus. It was a dream. But unless the first steps were taken, when there was nothing to say it would all happen, then the dream would never have come to fulfillment. During the next 50 days, I want to encourage you to start to believe big dreams. Dream big dreams. I dare you in whatever areas of your life we cover, that in some of them, to really dare to, to, to dream something big. I really dare you to do that. Step out of your limited, puny thinking and recognize God is your God and let the size of your God determine the size of your dream. I was, I was, uh, I was in Guatemala uh, five or six years ago visiting the Teen Challenge Rehab Ministry in Guatemala City that... Um, that we actually support through our monthly missions offering. And the background there is quite fascinating. Richard Conti, who started that, um, Rich grew up in, in, in Bethpage, was in, was in Bethpage. He was uh, very sick as a child, and his health uh, wasn't great at all growing up. And uh, he got a job with the LIRR in the uh, administration areas and finance, I believe, and he worked there faithfully serving, being part of his church. But then something started to stir in Richard Conte's heart about going to Guatemala. He applied to the missions board of the Assemblies of God that he was part, with, part of, and, and they weren't impressed at, at first. And ultimately, he bought an old school bus the shorter version ones, he bought an old school bus, put his belongings in it, loaded up some clothes and everything that people donated for the poor folks in Guatemala, and he left Long Island, and he drove to Guatemala City. Did that require faith? <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't drive an old school bus off the island. But anyway, you know, uh, but, but, but you see, he had a goal. 
and he had a vision. And he drove into Guatemala City, which was, is, just a center of gang activity, of drugs, and of violence. And over the years, he got a building, he established the Teen Challenge Outreach and Ministry Program. And when I was down there, I met a, there was a young guy who was working in the kitchen. I, I forget his name to tell you the truth. What I do remember is that after we'd had a little chat with him, really nice young guy, Rich said to me, his street name's The Butcher. I said, oh, he worked with me, did he? <laughs> Look, I'm a simple soul, okay? And he said, no. When he killed people, he hacked them into pieces. And here he was now, a changed man by the grace of God. You know why? You know why? Because there was a man with a crazy goal that no one really even, you know, believed in or bought into. But he pursued the vision God gave him. You know, goals require faith. Doing something bigger than us. And let me just say this. Rich is, uh, I was going to say the same age as mine, but as me, but he's not. He is much older, like 10 days. And uh, <laughs> he's still down there now. With the Assemblies of God, apparently, when you hit 70, though, you have to retire as a missionary. So Rich said, well, fine, but I'm staying working in Guatemala. And so it's no longer credentialed or supported by them. And I had a text message from him this week because we sent out our missions uh, support uh, gifts from last Sunday's missions offering we sent out this week. And he said to me, Genesis Church is keeping us going here in Guatemala City. Amen. And, you know, I love, I love that. <laughs> I love people who are so crazy, they will do insane things for God and with God. I didn't say I like people who do insane things. That is crazy. But I love people who will adventure for God into things that seem impossible and ridiculous. And I'll back them any time and every time I can as they trust God with big goals. Listen, folks. Don't spend your life coasting. It will just go downhill. Set some goals for your life. And set goals that are an act of faith. And, and then the, the, the other thing I want to say about setting goals is that goal setting gives us focus. If I've got a goal, I know what I'm about. I know what I'm looking for. It saves us from wasting time and money and energy on a load of other things, but it gives us actually a purpose. Focus is the key of an effective life. It's not 50 things I dabble in. Paul spoke about this one thing that I do. You know, the, the, the sun apparently is rather warm. But it doesn't do life-threatening damage to us because its rays are diffused over, I don't know, a lot of miles and a wide area. So it doesn't matter. But... But you know, as, as, as any man here will tell you, if you focus light, it has enormous power. 
Why do the guys here know that? Because when you were a kid, I swear, I'm sure you had a magnifying glass and a bug. <laughs> and if you didn't, how did your parents raise you? Right? It's, <laughs> right, right, right? I think, you know, all of us, well, I don't know. All right, I'm talking about me, and I'm really sorry, and I've repented. And, 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 and really, I'm kind to bugs nowadays. All right? So, um, but you can. You can focus. And, and if, you f if you focus light even more, you end up with a laser beam. And a laser beam can cut through steel. A laser can kill cancer. Let's plan to live lives with very clear, laser-like purpose. For those of you that are new to us today, and those of you that might be still newish, um, let me just mention, when we started our church just over 25 years ago, we established our purpose. And we have not wavered from that purpose. And everybody else knows it, and, uh, but I'll still remind you of it. We exist to seek and to save those that are lost. That was our purpose. We don't do a lot of things that other churches do. We just do the things that focus all of our effort on doing the one thing. Not a bit of this, bit of that, bit of the other, that, 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 that. But there's one thing that we are concerned about, and that is reaching the lost. The, this world is, is, is full of distractions, but the key to being effective as a follower of Jesus is to do what matters most to reach your goals and to forget the rest. 1 Corinthians 9.26, Paul says this, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. It's like there's some purpose to what I do. And we need to live with God-given purpose. So my goal this year is this in my spiritual life. Or my goal this year is this with my emotional life. My goal this year is this in my finances. Whatever it might be, to set ourselves goals that involve God and to see them through. Because the fact is this, unless we focus our lives at some point, we may well wander. Now, I'm going to tell you something now that, that, that is, is not encouraging. But I'm going to tell you anyway because it's the way it is. Ten years from today, some of you will not be in church. Some of you will be a long way from God. You may have a failed marriage. You may be in a disastrous financial condition because you never really focused on becoming the man or woman of God that you can be. Now, what, why am I throwing something out like that to, as a downer? Because here's the thing. I've seen a thing or two. I've seen a thing or two. All you have to do today is say, that ain't going to happen to me. 
It's not going to happen to me. That's not going to be me. Here's where I'm heading. I'm going deeper. I'm reaching towards God so that I can strengthen my walk with God and so that I can really fulfill the purposes that God has for my life. You'll never become what God wants you to be without becoming intentional, which brings me to this. If goal setting is a biblical thing, it's a faith thing, it's a focus thing, brings me down then to these three more points. That's got you nervous, right? All right, three more points. Don't worry, I can see the clock. They put it where I can see it real clear. All right. I need new glasses, right? But anyway. All right, three quick things. Number one, we need God's Spirit to empower us. We need God's... It's not about me trying harder. It's about me being more open to the Holy Spirit. There's a great verse in, in, in uh, the Old Testament prophet of Zechariah where God speaks to one of the leaders of his people and says this, you won't succeed by might or by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of armies. So you know what? It's not a case, okay, I'm going to try hard. I guess I need to pray more. I guess I need to really pick up my Bible more often. Stop it. Stop it. You can't do it. Here's what you need to do. Be open to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, 16, walk by the Spirit. Verse 25, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in touch with the Spirit. Be open to the voice of God just talking to your heart and following what God says to you. We need God's Spirit to empower us. We need God's Word to guide us. I need to do things the way this book says if I want to become the person that I can be by the grace of God. I need to know the book. I need to follow the book. I need to live the book. We need God's Word to guide us. And then the third thing I want to say here is this. We need God's people to support us. We need God's Spirit, we need God's Word, and we need God's people. We reach goals far better when we are walking in community. In fact, there was some research done a couple of years ago, and one of the things they found was this. Community is essential to life change. Community is essential to life change. We need other people in our lives. We need others we can talk with. We need others we can relate to. Uh, Ecclesiastes 4.12 says this, By yourself you're unprotected. With a friend you can face the world. And that's what we look to develop in the next seven weeks to help you to set goals that are statements of faith so you can focus for this year. We want to give you opportunities so that you can get more in touch with the Holy Spirit, know God's Word better, get even more connected with some of God's people. And we'll do that in a few ways. Now, you can come on Sundays and hear the topic and I hope that will be beneficial and will be a blessing. 
But what if you were to hear it some days and then you were to read about it each day that week? Don't forget, we've got the workbooks outside today. They're $15, by the way. And if you bought one already and started reading it, stop it. <laughs> or, all right, the daily readings will start next Sunday when we kick off the Transform series proper. Yeah, don't worry, I've read a bunch of them too because I want to see what they're about. But, but officially, we'll all start on day one next Sunday with a short daily reading on the theme. We'll have the Sunday teaching we will have the midweek teaching we'll watch that elaborates it. And then after our, 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 uh, the midweek video teaching, we'll have some time for conversation in small groups, interacting with others to support us as we contemplate life change. I really think that this next seven weeks could be a, a very, very significant time in our lives and therefore in the life of the church together. Because this year we want to go deeper and then we want to reach further. And going deeper will begin with where do I need to see things change and what goals do I need to set for myself? And we will start that next week. But here, as I finish up today, let me just ask you this. I just wanted you to, if you just bow your heads for a moment and, and we'll pray. And, and I'm not putting words in your mouth here, but I'm going to suggest if you want to, just quietly from your own heart, just say to God, Lord, I want to know you better. I want to grow as a believer. I want to go deeper. Father, will you guide us individually and collectively as a church body, I pray, so that we will indeed grow stronger in faith, so that our roots will go down deeper in God. And Lord, so we can achieve all the things you plan you wanted for each of us. Amen. Amen. God bless you, folks. Next week, we'll make a start, okay? Let all the earth proclaim 
great is the Lord our God. Praise Him forever. Let all that is within me magnify His name. Great is the Lord our God. Praise Him forever. Bless you. We'll see you next time. Have a great week.